Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers. Elven archers roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on. Keep it up and we can rule the world. Whatever you love is not wrong. There's power in your phantom. Keep strong, nerd on. Cheating. That's, that's just sleeping right at that point yeah i guess so i think we i have once had an awkward conversation with a friend is it now is right now the awkward conversation with your friend (laughs) where she goes um i'm feeling really tired like yeah we should sleep together and she pauses and she's like you don't mean like no i mean just sleep sleep together (laughs) i can totally see you saying that and not realizing it either (laughs) well i'm okay this is Jarrus shooting their shot and going, no, 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 I just meant nap. <laughs> no, I don't flirt ambiguously. I have learned that that just, no, I've been very to the point. I say ambiguous things because I don't always think about all the connotations of what I say while I'm saying it as this podcast has shown. <laughs> <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> well, folks, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. Uh, this is the show where we... Uh, Discuss the highs and lows of pop culture around the world, and this week we're trying an introduction because while Mike was driving to work the other day, he heard a podcast that had an introduction that introduced everyone who was on it and thought, that's nice. It was nice to know who everyone was. Well, why don't that's we just true. do that? We don't have to say the podcast. Like, for next one, this one's fine, but we could just go around. And I mean, it's nice to say what the podcast is, too. We do that at the end. It's tradition. We can do both. Yeah, that's true. All right. Anyway, I'm Mike. I'm Ailing. And I'm Jerris. Welcome to the show. Yes. So, how's everyone doing this week? (laughs) (laughs) The problem with adding an introduction is that it totally interrupts the flow of conversation. So, I had the tightest comp on Team Fight Tactics (laughs) ever. Okay, guys. My wife says, I had the tightest, and Mike goes, where is this going? (laughs) (laughs) Poop. Poop. Anyway, go ahead. This is the tightest poop, you guys. Oh, just, that sounds like a problem. You need a squatty potty. I mean, it actually might be case. a solution, just because the tightest poop could be just a very small, compact poop that doesn't bother anyone. No, that's actually real bad. Yeah, that's, oh, Take that's, that from me. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, tightest comp in Teamfight Tactics that I have ever had. I had Mei-Ling, full dear, mountain. Dear Mei-Ling, tell us, what is Teamfight oh. Tactics? Besides another name for your poop, apparently. <laughs> Anyways, Teamfight Tactics is a game with the League of Legends characters in a different way that doesn't suck. (laughs) Um, What you're doing is you're essentially building... If you play League of Legends, don't worry. We don't don't have any contempt for you unless we're Melee, in which case we have contempt for you apparently. Okay, the reason why I can't do League of Legends 1, the learning curve is just like too damn steep for me. And two, my computers traditionally have sucked balls. So I just, I can't do anything that's like click-based. It's true. You could also, you know, someday buy a computer that isn't shit. Yeah, but I have no money. Gaming computers also become out of date in seven years. Like, it's not like... (laughs) Right, but when we were in college, mainly had a computer that ran on Windows ME. Shh, shh. That is my (laughs) secret shame. (laughs) That's right. Hey, it had like cable and stuff. Anyways. Did what? Had cable? Yeah, I had like a TV card. So you could like <laughs> yeah. actually hook it up to a to TV. We right. never used it for that, did we? No, we never did because <laughs> the rest of the computer sucked balls. Anyways. More about this game. Team Fight Tactics. This computer only gets Fox News and like... <laughs> uh, well, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, what 
you do is you essentially have to um, buy champions, and the goal is to whittle down the other team. Um, may, may I take a crack at this, my love? I'm please, hearing Slave Soldier Army. Yes, <laughs> uh, this is the Team Fight Tactics is essentially a deck building game. Thank you. Uh, except I, instead I of the deck, it's no, um, uh, tiny champions. Um, the genre Who are adorable yes. because they're tiny. Because they're yeah. tiny. Oh, okay. uh, the genre is called auto chess, um, and it was uh, invented as a mod, I think, for League of Legends. Um, and basically, you draft the different champions with a set amount of money that you have that you gain more of every round, and then um, they fight the other team's champions, and you have no control over what happens in the fight other than mm -hmm. where they were positioned when the fight starts. And what synergies you make. Right. So or composition. Like a general simulator where you aren't making... General simulator? General simulator. Where you're not making too many in-the-moment battlefield... Um, decisions. Decisions, but you plan. Yeah, you do have to plan, and like it does make a difference. So, one way that you can kind of help your odds of winning is to develop compositions or... Um, I like to call them synergies, yeah. personally. It's a good name for it. So yeah. there's a origin, and which is... You do is... this by getting multiple champions of the same type of one thing or another. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Explainy Pants. Listen! <laughs> yes, listen, he's explaining his pants. <laughs> well, they're jeans. Um, they've got a uh, this little <laughs> hole in them uh, that I think is from uh, where some glue dropped on them a few years ago. Never managed to really get rid of it. Uh, a hole? Wait, I'm sorry. Like a hot glue? No, it was there was a piece of glue that stuck to my pants and okay. I tried to remove it every time I've and worn these pants over the course you've of years. Remove the pants. Yes. Okay, actually. And that, actually I failed at removing the glue. There's a hole and still the spot of glue. <laughs> that does sound like a pants problem. So anyway, Mailing. So anyway, team fight tactics. Um so there's an origin and in this iteration of TFT, all the origins are elemental. So there's like ocean, mountain, mm, like cloud, magic, together. lunar, inferno, lunar, inferno, or like the dragon prince. Okay. I haven't watched this season of the dragon prince yet. It's so good. Keep going. And then the other side of it is a profession like berserker, poisoner, anyone or anyone about predator. No. Okay. Oh, so cool. the predator is the one you told me, and I didn't want to make this joke in the car, but I do want to say that if predator is your profession, Chris Hansen would like to have a seat <laughs> with you. I was going to say if predator is your profession, Schwarzenegger wants to meet you in a jungle. <laughs> yeah. If predator is your profession, then prey would like to not meet up. Sorry. Go ahead. Prey, prey has left the chat. <laughs> I'm just waiting to make sure. Oh that no, that's fine. Out. That's fine. I'm sorry. Please continue. So, so this one time I was interrupting Mei Ling, and he does this every month. Each of these month. synergies, <laughs> only each, once a month. I'm slipping. I should do it more. Each of these synergies give you special bonuses. For example, Mountain gives a random ally on your entire team 1,500 health, which is dope. That's cool. Um, so. I was playing a game and my crazy composition that I had going on was mountain, ocean, inferno, mystic, mage, summoners, I think. I had like, I had a crazy comp and I had out of seven champions, five of them were the most powerful they could be. Cool. And I still lost <laughs> i came in second but it was because oh no wait i did end up winning this has been an emotional roller coaster this is a story but like i i basically had like 71 out of 100 i had 71 hit points entering into the final battles and the other guy had like 20 and so he was like oh whatever you're you're totally gonna roll me and he like because won. somebody once told him the world was gonna roll him Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Somebody. Somebody. 
starting to like, go ahead. That, that's why I stopped. It's cool. Continue. I I have I have lunch. That's cool. Whatever. I'm going. I was about to say you keep interrupting her. Then the fusion is going to be raced alone. <laughs> that that single uh, chopstick you right. got with your meal is going to end up directly in my eye. No, it's all good. I still love you. Um. You heard but, the you heard the so far in that right? Everyone uh-huh, heard that, not uh-huh, just me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that should be one of our T-shirts. I yes. still love you so far. Subtext. But essentially, like it was just a really nice tight team to have. Like only seven champions. I don't think I ever had to buy XP to level up to get this happening, and that I was luck of the draw i got the champions i need but i was just like oh this is just the synergy it was like lightning <laughs> it was just really nice well once so. it's like zeroed in on the choices you can make those choices you know the synergy become all the more exciting because that's where the gameplay is exactly exactly so that was my adventure in geekdom now please continue <laughs> so i might banter upon what you had to say <laughs> Well, then in the spirit of that, Mike, would you like to go next? Are, is, is this what we're doing now? Is this the format of the podcast? No, I'm, no. I'm I mean, well, that I was thinking, because you are so tired, why don't we just do the thing we started doing at the end at now, the and then if we find something to, like, banter about. Uh, so last week, I think I talked about how um, I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh, continued. my God, the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> what did that come from? I was interrupting her. That was her revenge. Oh, okay. That was her okay. Petty, petty, cruel I thought revenge. I was more interested in the content. It sounded like it was a reference. No, 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 no. That was just tired Maylake's attempt at vengeance. How it was, did it feel? It was, was horrible. it good? Was no. it good? Did it feel good in your soul? I'll, I'll come up with a better one. Okay, all right. What you least expected. <laughs> the doom of Damocles hangs over you. The worry will be the true revenge. It's three in the morning, man. He's just gonna punch me in the face. Be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so anyway, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I have continued to play Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a weird balance of a game in that it's an interesting Star Wars story that follows. You know, a fairly linear uh, story. You are a Jedi. You cannot be dark side. I don't think you can even There's have a no real saber. moral choice. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think you could do it. The kyber crystal was like. Oh, you could go, could red. go red. Okay, so maybe you can have a red saber. But uh, you are explicitly a Jedi trying to do light side things throughout the story, uh, except for the hundreds of stormtroopers you murder by picking them <laughs> up with the force and throwing them off of cliffs repeatedly. Uh, uh, Can I just say, though, like, in all of the Stormtrooper things that have come out, like, with the new trilogy, the video games, um, the Mandalorian, like, allowing the Stormtroopers to talk and oh, have yeah. dialogue has just been really, really delightful. It, in the, it is. It sure has. Um, except when you've killed an entire squad and the last one goes, oh, my God, you killed all of them. And you go, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> Well, I'm here to bring peace to the galaxy. Anyway, I can't leave this okay. area until you're dead, I so sort of, sort of fall a, on this saber. Uh, a head cannon because I'm, I'm blowing through an Imperial base right now. Um, That's and the I, best. I had a I had a head cannon that, like, because a bunch of scout troopers with stun batons rushed me, and so the first one I just countered his attack and cut him in half. So I was like, uh, surrender. <laughs> no, seriously, surrender. <laughs> it was my head. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's also interesting in that gameplay wise because the combat is super dark soulsy um and all about getting the timing right and enemies being more powerful than you i realized this morning um that it actually uh is sort of a good metaphor for jedi like combat because if you give in to aggression if you try and just be super super combaty and like fight all mm-hmm. the time swinging your lightsaber and never blocking and never dodging you will die Nothing good will come of it. <laughs> so it teaches you defensive lightsaber Yeah, combat. you have to be very defensively minded to play the game effectively. Is there gameplay that allows you to deflect um, blaster bolts at specific people? If you time... So um, if you're, say, like running or um, balancing on something, then you have the right perk unlocked, I think. But you're, you'll automatically deflect blaster fire. Mm-hmm. 
Um, otherwise, you have to hold the block button. But if you press the block button just before the blaster bolt hits you, it auto-reflects it back into the person who shot. Oh, okay, that's so fine. So it's, it's a timing issue. Um, mm. There's a lot of timed blocking stuff in the game. That's how you win um, a lot of the fights, especially against the big bosses, is when they swing their saber at you, you have to deflect it at exactly the right time and then fight back. That it, makes sense. It's also a little bit more like the original Assassin's Creed where you had to hit a button to grab onto something. Oh, so there are contextual fighting things. Yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> the first couple times we played it, we we were used to Uncharted and it has a very Uncharted feel mm -hmm. and look to the parkour sections and we would like leap across a chasm and fall to our death. We but we like, to hit the grab button. <laughs> it would literally like smack into the opposite wall and then just <laughs> yeah. Or actually, what he'll do is if you're jumping towards like vines or something you can mm. grab onto, um, but you don't press the grab button, what he'll do is he'll grab onto it for a second by one hand, giving you the time to press the grab button if you missed it. But if you've totally forgotten, then he'll just let go. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, we're falling? Okay, yeah, we're falling. Time. Not like in Assassin's Creed, where you'll walk up a wall, um, and you're like, okay, I just need to get the right thing, and the computer's like, I get what you're talking about. Leap into the void! <laughs> That's why, like, the original Assassin's Creed, I was like, I cannot play this game. It, <laughs> Assassin's Creed is such an anger ride. <laughs> <laughs> However, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood still mm -hmm. best multiplayer game ever. That... Like I loved it so much. Ever? Ever? Ever ever? Ever ever? What about Mario I, I Party? Really, I really loved No, Mario Party ends friendships. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I just my favorite part is the fact that you couldn't hear people until you were right close to them. Yeah, I like then, that like, a lot. You would poison someone. And then you're kind of like hiding, and you hear "son of a bitch" all <laughs> yes. over. It's just so they, good. Um, uh, they had a similar thing in uh, a Player Unknown Battlegrounds, or as it's known by the kids, PUBG. Oh yeah, which is the initial original Fortnite, um, mm -hmm. uh, where you there was voice chat always going on in the game, but you could only hear people if they were next to you or near you, uh, which led to an, uh, this one time where I. I found a house, mm -hmm. and it was on the path to safety, so I knew people would probably explore it. And I had good guns, so I left all the items alone. And I just went into the bathroom and stood in the bathtub and waited for somebody to come into the bathroom. And uh, just shotgun. Was, uh, yeah, and so I, I, I was standing there for like 20 minutes, because that's how those games work. You find a place to hide, and you wait there for an exceedingly long period of time. And then all of a sudden, I just hear, Hello? Anybody home? <laughs> Hello? Okay, and the, the doors downstairs <laughs> open, and I hear them picking up all the items and coming upstairs, and just, hello, <laughs> was anyone in the bathroom? We're gonna be upset. <laughs> and the door opens, and I just shot him in the face, and he was like, ah, ah, the <laughs> bathtub. That was a great place. To <laughs> I love how he projected to you yeah. exactly like, I mean, if you're gonna get me, this is how you're gonna. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Though. So those types of mechanics do lead to kind of freaky moments where you're walking and all of a sudden you just hear <sighs> oh god oh yeah that you was know, an like, issue in the pirate game the high oh, sea, sea, of sea of thieves where you'd go slowly up to a ship and you'd hear they're all singing in unison you're like that's pleasant and then you go up to another ship i saw this in video and you just hear like getting louder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what are they doing my favorite uh so i i wish I'd gotten more into Sea of Thieves. It looks like it was super fun. but We um, just could never get enough people. Right. Like all multiplayer games, it required mm, friends. Yeah. Friends with coordinated schedules. Yeah, which friends I don't know who are also buying all the same game on all the same platform. Right. I'm telling well, you Well, actually, that one didn't require calendar. the same platform. That's the nice thing. Microsoft has really gotten into doing crossplay now, which I appreciate. Um, so stuff like Sea of Thieves and uh, uh, Minecraft and stuff like that. You can play on your PC or your Xbox or even your Switch, and you'll all play together. That's what people want. I was just going to say, my favorite thing I ever saw in Sea of Thieves was just the guy whose ship was under attack and um, literally pulled a Jack Sparrow. Like, they all rushed his ship. This this group of people rushed his ship, and he dove off the back without them seeing and then got on their ship. Their ship, ship right on. That's so good. It's such a fucking Han Solo yeah. move. <laughs> That's the best pirate I've, I've ever seen. seen. Um, so anyways, we were talking about Jedi Fallen Order. I think that was pretty much all I was, was going to say about it. I, I had a, um, a lovely incident um, with, uh, so there's um, 
Are you ever going to play this game? Do you care if I spoil her stuff? Um, I do want to play okay. it, but the gameplay doesn't sound like I'm going to be very good at it. But then you might. It does... I don't know. I'm not great at Dark Souls style stuff, but I also really care about the storyline because I want to know what they're saying about Jedi in Star yeah. Wars properties. Uh, yeah, it's um, you can play it on like story mode only, so that's, that's what I hear. That easier. I um, might do that. Anyway, I had this boss that was incredibly, incredibly difficult to defeat. Uh, it was a very, um, without giving too much away, I'll say it was uh, an Apocalypse Now kind of situation, but on Dathomir. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, and so, oh, no. Oh, yes. With Rancor? No, not okay. with Rancor. No, no, no. no. Like, like, like somebody, there's a, there's a Jedi who's gone off the deep end is living on Dathomir now. And, that and sounds like a real easy way to die as a Jedi. Uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> It was he, he did eventually. Yeah, sure. When I got to <laughs> it's so weird. The Night Sisters didn't. Oh no, wait, there they're dead. They're That's dead. right. There's only the one left in this game, and she's yeah. my goth girlfriend now. But anyway, <laughs> well, That's her so outfit is it's banging. Banging like Knights of the Old Republic two banging. <laughs> Because those outfits were just downright BDSM. <laughs> no, 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 oh, not no, that kind no, of thing. no, not like that. Like, like it's a nice outfit. Oh, okay. Like, I want to wear that. Oh, I not don't... sexy banging. No. Like awesome yeah. banging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's something we, should, we need to consider making for uh, uh, celebration. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's basically the it for right now. I had, I, I defeated that boss. It was um, a difficult experience that I only solved. Uh, at like five in the morning this morning by being like focus your anger <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm a Jedi. and now I'm on a fighting an inquisitor which is uh, even harder because they have a very the spinny spinning. lightsaber yeah. yeah it's like well so the whole game is about um, you know fighting these boss fights is about knowing when the strike is coming and parrying it correctly mm -hmm. and because it's a super spinny flippy lightsaber she's like I'm gonna spin it seven times and now I've hit you <laughs> that's kind of their whole thing yeah I'm kind of glad to see that stuff from um, Rebels actually show in a game yeah because I I've heard people complain about it but I really like the design of the Inquisitors well, like when they go deep into Inquisitor story and ooh, where they come from ooh that's good yeah. that's good I like that so speaking of Star Wars, okay, um, a week. We, 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 we haven't talked about every single part of Star Wars pop culture of the no. last two episodes, right? Um, a week before it was announced, it was continuing of my own volition. I started my first full watch through of Clone Wars. <gasps> You've never watched Clone Wars? Right. I've watched a few episodes here and there when I knew it was something what I cared about. What a beautiful about. journey you have ahead I, of you! And I have to say, this the first season is hard but like three things stand out to me the freaking animation team is from the get-go like okay we're gonna impress you yeah they're showing me stuff digitally that i'm like okay like these environments are not the best but you're doing shit with that camera that i would love to see many many times again <laughs> that is fantastic the other thing is the writing is very interesting because they're really taking on george lucas's thing that and this is all my perception. I've only seen like most of the first season that this is a major conflict between the Jedi and the Sith. And that's all it is. But it's written as if the writers absolutely know that this is Palpatine playing against himself. Mm -hmm. And they really do show you how needless and senseless yeah. the violence is. Well, and I think, yeah. <clears throat> I think you're absolutely right. They're taking the very simplistic storytelling that, that Lucas started with and building on it. But mm -hmm. oddly enough, Lucas was actually apparently very heavily involved in Clone Wars. Oh, I could tell. No one wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other thing... <laughs> So that was a thing? joke for a long time that no one in Star Wars wears glasses and it just got confirmed because George Lucas's major complaint about the Mandalorian is that the scientist wears glasses and no one wears glasses in Star Wars. <laughs> That's my rule. He leave like I sent you guys plans. Didn't you look at that? <laughs> oh There's my no god, George. Yeah, no glasses. underwear. Uh but, I mean, where else is the blood splatter going to hit and right? just stay? Well, and if, on the if face, no one has like... glasses, how will the, the light reflect off them and show us that they can't be trusted? When they announced on the news, galactic news, that Alderaan had been destroyed, 
how did they show any kind of decorum without taking glasses off first? Right, you have to take them off, shine them, and yep. put them back on. Or take them off, look to the side, think about how your hopes and dreams are dead, and then look into the camera and say whatever the fascists want you to say. <laughs> so, um, the other thing I like about this is that in character, no one is reacting as if Anakin didn't just genocide an entire yes. group of people in the last movie. But the writing for Anakin shows so this better. all the time. Like, every other character's like, yes, we must win this battle. Go to Anakin. I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so No, like, they, they do such pointed. a good job with Anakin in this series that it only gets better. And, like, oh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's so interesting because, um, I, so I've never actually watched the Clone Wars movie. Um, I hear it's bad. I uh, also chose to skip it because I saw a, like, one-sentence description. Bah, 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 I have to save a baby child of Jabba the Hutt. And I'm like, nope. Yep. <laughs> but it's not cute like Baby Yoda. It's or a farting baby hut. Jabba the Hutt like some yeah. artist made recently, which actually looks very cute. cute. Um, but, uh, um, Ahsoka in that movie was everyone was like, "Oh my God, who's this annoying whiny teenage character they gave to Anakin?" And you mean like a mirror they put in front of Anakin, right? Well, <laughs> but also just giving Anakin that um, Ahsoka grows into a freaking amazing, amazing character of her own, right? But giving Anakin that responsibility of having to teach mm -hmm. someone and that mirror, and like you said, of mm -hmm. uh, as someone who he has a deep relationship with, who can sort of grow and change and become his moral compass and learn from him and take on some of his poor habits and reject some of his and poor habits. It's, it's such a great way to develop that character. Not that it is romantic, but much... No! In, no, oh no, no, hold on. No, it's I'm making a point here. I know, much sorry, there, in was... the same way that poly people have metamors, seeing Ahsoka and Obi-Wan Kenobi's mutual <laughs> shit-talking to Anakin is so good. It is. It's yeah. like he can't get peace anywhere. No one respects him. Yeah. And it's also a lot easier to believe by the third movie that he is a Jedi Master who is not allowed to be on the Master's Council, and that's a big deal, when you see that he has, in fact, had a successful student. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I'm aware she leaves, and that's probably doesn't make him look good. But I mean, where the, the reason the, those the episodes reason are great. Those yeah, episodes she are great. leaves are fantastic. And I'm really a, looking forward to thing it. Another about the Clone Wars is that it actually makes the third movie even more heartbreaking and impactful mm -hmm. and like because all of these jedi who were just sort of random cg creations when the first time we watched revenge of the sith you the, get our yeah, characters the jedi in the series are fascinating yeah. and they're interesting and i could also see why the sith are mad at them yeah like they're complex yeah, the people who jedi are not are so bad at being jedi terrible. especially you mace windu yeah <laughs> did you somebody posted oh. a meme today that i thought was brilliant which was right. um I don't know. I don't know. I doubt this was on purpose, but hmm. maybe it was. Um, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, after Anakin kills Dooku, um, he says, "You know, I shouldn't have done that. It wasn't the Jedi way." And um, uh, Palpatine is like, "Oh no, no, no! It's fine. He was too dangerous to be kept alive." Which mm -hmm. is, you know, the exact not, thing. The, the exact thing Mace Windu says when he's about to kill Palpatine before right. Anakin turns for the final time, because Mace Windu is a real bad Jedi, y'all. He's not, like, he's a great quote-unquote warrior. Yeah. But, and that's the whole problem Wars with the Jedi. And that's something that I, I like, I feel like that's Yoda's problem, too. It feels very much like, and I know I've harped on this a bunch of times, Palpatine went to Yoda and it's like, okay, I got a moral choice for you. You could buy a bunch of slaves and make them go to war for you, or you could just wait, pay attention, and uncover the mystery of the Sith and figure out it's me. And Yoda's like, I think I'd like to figure out if wars can make one great. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's a fantastic series, and I have to say it got me like hyper into Star Wars. Like I was I was always kind of like a peripheral star wars fan because like you two like, yeah we're real <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're, we talk about it all the time you're, you're uh, on I, a certain <laughs> level and i felt like i could never even compete but then i watched like clone wars and i was like oh this mom jail <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of really cool details in there looking at it it is really easy to see why the empire is the way it is from looking at both 
Republic technology mm. and Republic era politics. Yeah. yeah. And like things There's, going on with the separatists. Well, that, I guess th this isn't too much of a spoiler. Uh, in the one of the later seasons, they have a whole story arc about um, Anakin's budding friendship with a young, zealous new Repu or Republic officer named Tarkin. <gasps> I <laughs> cannot wait to see really what little good. Tarkin is like. He's yeah. a dick. Oh, I'm sure. He was always a dick. He's always a dick. Um, there, there's also another episode that makes Jar Jar palatable, and it has one of the best opening scenes ever mm. and so when you get to it i, I just yeah I... in first season so far jar jar is still problematic in that some of the things he does is still edging on things racist very, very racist i'm trying to think of the type of theater uh, minstrel shows. yeah very minstrel and then they're starting to switch to having the clones be like, we should let Jar Jar handle that. No, don't ask questions. Just watch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, okay, it feels like the writers are trying to like fill out Jar Jar's thing as more. He's more like the fool card yeah. than a minstrel character yeah. exactly. where the force moves through him. Still very insulting depiction. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> But, like, <coughs> what I really loved about Clone Wars, too, is that it showed not only, like, what's happening with the Jedi, but it's ha showing what's happening with the Senate. Like, Padme gets some stuff. Right. It's showing what's happening, you know, on both sides, like you were saying, with the Empire and the Separatists. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole thing with, like, the Mandalorians and, like, the Death Watch, who are dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, it just filled in a lot of stuff and you did have that sense of dread though yeah you know because you know it's like thing. the titanic well that's what you know what's people, gonna happen people keep saying oh you should go watch it you know in chronological order it's better and it might be but one of the things that i like about the show is that the way they set some things up really adds to that sense of dread like there's a uh season one you watched all season one almost all there's I'm... a season one episode where you meet a group of clones who die in that episode mm -hmm. uh those clones are major characters throughout the rest of the series and you always know they're going to die because you've already seen the episode where they yeah. all die the episodes of the show are not in chronological not, uh, right. not i first. did not realize that oh That's my god it's so confusing right because it keeps season. referring to stuff like and I'm thinking eventually it reaches a point where they go more linearly, but early yeah. on they were trying to be a very um Vague. kind of clip uh, show, not, yeah, and, like, or like stories. anthology series, yeah, yeah, because they keep referring to things that just happened as if it was last episode. I'm thinking, oh, this is fun. It's like I am a Republic citizen and I've seen last week's newsreel, but I haven't seen it, and now I'm finding out that that's actually going to be yeah. a show. Yeah. Um, Something it's else, so speaking of clones, that I notice and I love is the very, the season one spy clone story was, gr oh my god, <laughs> deep. Like, to have this clone spy being like, no, we're slaves, guys. Yeah. We're slaves. And I'm like, yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's talk not. About that. Let's talk about yeah, that. let's do this. And be like, Dude. no, no, we gotta fight. And I'm like, this. Holy, if I had seen that back when it first came out, I would have majorly changed my opinion on how deep Lucas wanted to go with this writing. Yeah. Like, like oh, it, that impressed it gets, me. It gets crazy. Oh, good, about, good. About like, and that's why, like, after seeing Clone mm. Wars, I was kind of like, no, no, no. <laughs> the Republic are the bad right, ones. Yeah. Using human or, beings. And the <laughs> weird thing is that they... In, the first season at least it seems like they're putting a real snidely whiplash thing on the including having a literal evil mastermind chemist <laughs> with a practical mustache going to poison the galaxy that's the last one yeah. i had they're doing a lot of stuff that makes it seems like the separatist alliance are evil beyond evil oh they they'd stop with that eventually yeah, yeah. i would figure because the conflict <clears throat> is when you break it down so that like someone on either planet could tell what's going on it sounds like well we don't want to be a part of this government anymore yeah and, and that's yeah. what that's the that you meet reasonable separatists later on in the series who are yeah. just like oh well the republics you know become corrupt we need to fight against it and i'm like oh yeah that's that's true true <laughs> And yeah. I can't remember if it's in Clone Wars or if it's in Rebels, but you also meet 
rebel uh, sorry jedi generals oh no that's ours oh yeah that's an episode awful. i did see because someone like mike actually suggested that one yeah. to me and i really oh, liked my it my god and, that guy. and it was just it was so great because it was a war movie right? you yeah. know like yeah. that's that's what happens in the war movie mm-hmm. where it's like you're using well the it's war. like apocalypse now yeah, yeah you're using the war to justify your inhumane mm-hmm. actions and you're riding on this like paladin bright night sort of thing and i'm like you are evil yeah. Like, yeah. so it's just it's such a good series like so 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 good and what makes me excited the most about mm-hmm. you watching it one, it's going to deepen your love of Star Wars even more. Yay. And, like, I can actually finally talk about something in Star Wars with you, which is going to be great. I mean, we were but, talking about Rebels, but this has way more than Rebels did. Oh, yeah, it does. And, like, also, when Clone Wars was out, I remember, like, seeing all the kids and the merchandise mm-hmm. and really getting into it. And at first I was like, watching that first season, I was just like, how is this possible? Like, this is weird mm-hmm. and then after i saw it i was like oh my gosh kids are into this deep moral story yeah. that's good because that's star what wars. star wars should be and yeah. it was just it's really exciting that it's kind of there and mm-hmm. and inspiring the next generation yeah. i also appreciate that i'm getting to know young ahsoka having seen adult ahsoka because every time she does something that my brain would read oh i could see why a fanboy would be annoyed at this. I instead be like, cool, female Anakin. I get you. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know what this is. And I already trust you morally way more than I do Anakin. So you know what? I'm willing to see where this goes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But again, like most of Star Wars, the female versions of the Skywalkers are way smarter (laughs) because she walked away because she saw the darkness mm-hmm. and she was like, no. Oh, I can't you know? wait for and that. Like, it's yeah, just it's awesome. real good. Oh, and Maul too. I get to see more Maul. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And but his that w- brother, Savage yeah, Press. That <laughs> stupid name. Oh. And <laughs> I mean, Maul isn't great. But no, but, but Maul is a title, I think. Because Darth... Darth is a title. But Maul is definitely a chosen name. Right, so I'm saying Darth Maul is a chosen name. Wait, are you saying that Savage Opress is the name the slavers gave his this kid? I, I think, well, because he grew up on Dathomir. Right. So, but in a community, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, he's not a slave? Well, no, they're slaves, right. but they're a, a slave community on Dathomir. Okay. I'm pretty sure his father named him Savage Opress. Oh. You know what I hate most about slavery? Come here, kid. I'm going to name you after that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but please enjoy yeah, the best character oh. ever, too. I I'm, I love Asajj Ventress. She, like, is, she is awesome. Her storyline is great, and I am really pissed off at the books for uh, yeah. oh, not no. continuing that, that yeah. in, a, yeah. in a good way. There are she other should also good... be in a video game. You know what? Yeah. That's what I want. A said, Sith video no, game. No, no, I don't. No. I said, I said earlier, a uh, Sith video game. What do you take? Me <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said two episodes ago that I really wanted a Doctor Afra video game, and that would be great. But a Doctor Afra and Asajj Ventress venturing across the universe, kicking ass and stealing shit. I would pay so much money up front for that. That would be so <laughs> funny too. I really like stories where you have like small side characters, like the droids, commenting on big world. Like changing events. I came up with a great idea for a Star Wars video game, by the hmm. way. Um, so uh, th- this was one of my falling asleep, at, you know, ideas. So it probably needs some work. But the idea was that um, uh, basically, as Lando is um, evacuating Cloud City and mm-hmm. telling everyone to leave, um, the only people that are left who didn't, you know, rush out of there are either the Empire or Imperial loyalists. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had this idea for a story where. Uh, in the wake of all of that, where this this heavily like droid run mining platform mm-hmm. is now being occupied by Imperial forces, one of the droids comes up with the idea of what if we took over this platform Hell and can make yeah. it our own droid okay. place? I was and so thinking the, the video about game that. Is you jump from droid to droid mm-hmm. throughout the platform, like 
using oh, different Oh, like the game, like, what do you call watchdog. it? Watchdog. Yeah, the yeah, new like, Watchdog like game. Thank yeah, you. to just, like, utterly mess with and, and get rid of the Empire of the Planet. That Earth, would be droid freaking revolution. awesome. Um, I don't know if we've talked about here, but uh, our friend and my roommate, uh, John, did a Star Wars role-playing like game. My brain for a second thought our friend was, like, a droid's name. Yeah, like, our, our friend, friend. The friend. Yeah, our friend, the friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did a. <laughs> That's what I would name my protocol droid. <laughs> our friend, get over here. You're not being a real R pal right now. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, uh, if we build robots at Galaxy's Edge, we, or droids at Galaxy's Edge, we can name one of them our You friend. can name your own droids. They don't come with their set names. You can. You know, you can build a droid, right? Yeah, I know, but I didn't know you can name your own droid. Yeah, they're your droid. Oh my god. I'm I mean, just going to have a completely. Build an R2 or a BB I'm, unit, but. I'm still gonna build a droid. I mean, had I the, I'm actually gonna spend that money on a lightsaber. Yeah. But <laughs> if I go back and get a droid, I'm gonna need them something like Lawrence Reginald the Third, extremely human LR3. name. LRT. No. LRT. T three. It's LRT three. So anyway, in John's game, they played out the years during the Mandalorian. Uh, essentially when the New Republic is having to deal with rebel cells that don't trust the news that Palpatine's dead. Mm. And one of those rebel cells is a pro-droid freedom cell. And them having to work through their politics because the New Republic is like, yeah, freedom, but we're not touching droid rights. <laughs> um, so, and it made me think while listening to um, Rex's mix um, on the droid songs, on how obviously in Star Wars droids are metaphors for people and peasants. They're... Did you notice what one of the droid band name is? No, what? The Sentient Seven. <gasps> yes! Okay, okay. Like, as like a reference to Seven Samurai, that's cool, but Sentient? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. That... No, like, I, I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it. I was like, Oh, right? well done. <laughs> right? I really think writers right now are in a place where you could write something like that yeah. because people well, want it. Well, it's something that eventually Star Wars needs to talk about because right, droids are they... sentient characters who are definitely slaves. And it's yes. like, yeah. we need to, we need I to mean, have that discussion. I mean, not R2-D2 because no. he will kill R2 anyone. R2-D2 no master. No. He bows to no throne. No, not even, like, not even Leia can tell no. R2-D2 what to do. He did that as a favor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the uh, reflecting glasses and talking about anime reminded me. Uh, Mei Ling and I discovered a great new show last What's night. What's that? It's uh, so good. It's called Cells at Work. Isn't it great? Have you, okay, I love it. It's so, so good. So, I have we been waiting for episode, it for so two good. years for it to come out somewhere where I could see it. Because um, otaku, who have already been translating it, have been passing it around for a while. And you'll see, like, memes and things from it that I've, like, this looks fantastic. And it's now so it good. finally hit Netflix. So, I'm so excited. For those of you who don't know what it is, Cells at Work is an anime that is the best biology lesson you'll ever have. Uh, uh, it takes place inside the human body, which is a giant Tokyo-style city factory uh, from the perspective mm -hmm. of your cells. Uh, and your cells are all major characters. So the two main characters are uh, a red blood cell who's just having her first day on the job delivering oxygen to the lungs and really oh. wants to have a good job. And the white blood cell whose job is to protect everyone safe with his badass knives <laughs> yeah that's uh a positive spin on it i know how white cells actually work they'll start attacking you at any moment well, so the, the there's the two different kinds of white blood cells there's the the white blood cells that are just all white and are like there for fighting bacteria stuff mm -hmm. like that and then there's the killer t cells yeah wearing all black and all of their clothing <laughs> says kill kill yeah. kill, kill. <laughs> it's so good and like there's kind of that battle between the different types of bl mm -hmm. white blood cells because you know they're they're trying to be like yeah we we're actually effective and it's like uh actually you're a little but in, yeah, the, in the very first episode um there's a bacteria invasion um of a are they pneumonial pe bacteria are which they is shown really prescient right now they are shown monsters. as monstrous people so like very okay. anime villains it's okay like a bad guy from one punch man yeah okay. i mean it kind of looked like the guyver honestly yeah <laughs> like... a little bit yeah um and so uh you know the red blood cell witnesses the invasion and then um <laughs> the uh she's trying to deliver oxygen to the lungs and one of the bacteria um hides in her box of oxygen oh, and she's taking her lungs that way which is exactly oh, how that works and they do that's all this so stuff cool. like you know the white blood cell goes to attack him and mm -hmm. the uh 
Um, and then his knives bounce off, and he's like, he's using his capsule defense. No one can penetrate that. <laughs> that is a good bio lesson. Do you ever see red blood cells when you're like, screw it, we're out, and leave, yeah, and, and just, like, bleed? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so great. And it's it's just so good. And, like, I they managed this. to capture the, the bacteria in the mucous membrane. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then okay. it gets expelled <laughs> it's through expelled a sneeze, which is a missile launch. Yeah, yes, and so that's... They all, the, all the cells stand around saluting, watching this missile <laughs> go off, and then it explodes into a bunch of other missiles, and then you just hear off the distance, hush! <laughs> <laughs> like, coming from a teacher's perspective, right. I'm like, this is how you engage children. Right. This is how you teach biology. And I was like, there are two people who created this either a bored-ass honors biology student mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who loves anime or a disgruntled teacher going, I'm going to connect with yeah. these kids. Yeah. Some, if it takes it my entire life savings. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but other, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And, and like, it's, it's a very tongue-in-cheek series. Like when the... Um, platelets. Oh, my God. Platelets are ti- all tiny children. I know. I but, saw. Uh, but I, oh. when the red blood cell runs into the bacteria for the first time... She literally, like, she's just lost, and so she opens the storage room door, and the bacteria is just standing there, like, looking at a map, and so she just closes the door <laughs> and starts to walk away, and then he bursts through the wall, like, don't act like nothing happened! <laughs> <laughs> it was just so good, because we always make that joke whenever you, like, open the door on something uncomfortable, you just like, close it, and to see it, I was <laughs> Minecraft one time. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, we were we were digging out a mountain or something. And no, she... I was making my glass observatory. That's right. And, and digging out the underneath so that way nothing could get inside. And so she she opened a wall, and as she's drilling through, she gets through the last of these three squares, and there's just a creeper standing there, and it's too far away to explode, but it's just staring at her, and she just put, put the down. wall back. <laughs> put a little little uh note here yeah do not open wait for 3po to take the note off the door <laughs> yes um with My cells at work yeah. <laughs> um the thing one of the things that really gets me about cells at work uh, you guys know like one of my favorite calvin hobbs repeating strips which only happened twice is when he's just a bunch of tiny calvins in his body like a machine making yeah. it work i love the ideas the human body as this big thing and what's it like to work Did in it. Did you ever re- uh, ride Cranium Command? No. At- oh. It was this ride at Epcot in Disney World um, that, it, honestly, it may not have held up. I haven't ridden it in, it in 20 years or something because it mm-hmm. shut down a while ago. Um, but it was uh, the story of a kid um, trying to get through his first day at school, at a new school, um, and dealing with his crush and bullies and stuff like that, but told from the perspective of the... A, like tiny child that was running his brain and all of his body parts and all of his body parts were played by SNL actors. Oh so my like, god, that's hilarious! The heart was like uh, was Hans and Franz. They oh. were here to pump. Oh, you are. <laughs> I have seen clips of that. It's, it's it was really good. There was a bit where um, uh, he meets his crush and it cuts to the um, the guy in the stomach and there's just mm. this huge butterfly attacking him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That great. reminds me a lot of Inner Space. Have you yeah, guys ever I seen that movie? I did read Inner Space. Oh, right. Not, not, I'm thinking of the ride that no. was sort of based on Inner Space. I've Inner Space is a Martin short movie where they have like a normal action hero guy um, experimentally going into a shrinking thing and then in like a spy who knew too little situation someone comes to steal the technology so the little inner body vessel is stolen and gets injected into martin short <laughs> and so martin short's doing martin short things while this action hero is like fighting through his body it's one of the funniest movies he's ever been in where he didn't have like another comedian there he is great in that movie nice. i highly recommend it um yeah. Did you ever see uh, Inside Out? Is that the, the emotions movie? one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that's that one. Oh my god, I, so that's well, another one of emo- like yeah. them running you, and then also like that one, I was just like, oh god. Right, the emotional intelligence in that movie is oh so good. God. I mean, so we've good. talked about it on here, but like the way they talk about core identity and core memories yeah. is very true to psychology, uh, and the, the entire thing about the invisible. Oh, God. God. Oh, it hurts uh, my 
soul every time. Yeah. yeah. Someone said something Blood like the saddest deaths in Disney are, and it listed like the death of the Invisible Friend, the death of the wife in Up, and w- one other that I agree was sad, and then it was like the death of Mufasa. I'm like, not compared to those other three. Death Muf- of Mufasa was pretty brutal when mm, I was a kid. Yeah. He's nudging his dad's corpse with his little nose. I, I think it is traumatic in a different sense because yeah. it's murder. It's straight up murder. No, it is. And like, it's a cool death scene. And also because, like, Jeremy Irons sells it very well. Um, Jeremy Irons lives to chew scenery. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He was the best Lord Veterinary. Um, <laughs> I also oh, we love... should talk about No, that. I don't want to get we sad. We should talk about it, though. I... So I have a problem where I will get comfortably into certain beliefs and then not seek to challenge them. And I rested on my laurels on the impression that... Listen, I... Okay, uh, so first of all, here's what we're talking about. Um, the Watch series coming up from the BBC. Uh, uh, Story we were very details. excited about it. They released a bunch of um, photos from it. I really liked the aesthetic. Yeah, me too. But Jarris and I were mostly very excited about it because... We very much believed, as had been announced at the beginning of the show, that Rihanna Pratchett, Terry Pratchett's daughter, was heavily involved in the making of the show. Because she's an amazing writer. Um, she yep. really took on a big weight by saying, I will carry this legacy forward. I really believed in her. And then she let people know when those things dropped that she has not been on the project for years. And she's been letting people know. And somehow we all, someone that's not right. being no. reported yeah. like nobody, because like And I feel terrible. Well, because like I, I I'm pride myself on being the guy who knows stuff in like <sighs> pop culture and like keeps up with that kind of thing. And so the fact that like I didn't know doesn't mean you didn't challenge you get your beliefs or anything like that. Like Somehow that just wasn't reported on, and I'm kind of mad about it because it's a we big needed to deal. know that. Right, for, for Discworld, this is a big deal. Like, yeah. it was a a big thing that he trusted this to her, and I think rightly so. And not, I, I if I had known this, I would have let myself down earlier. But I guess what we're kind of trying to hint at is they've let us know about story details, and they've made changes that irrevocably damage the themes. Hopefully, yeah. There's like a lot what? of... Uh, so Cheery far... is not a dwarf. Cheery is a human. And their p- gender presentation thing comes from them being a human, not a dwarf woman. Yeah, and so they're, they, no. cast a non-binary, right? they cast a non-binary actor which was great. a non-binary great. character. Which, which is, is okay. Which is an interesting take. Even, e- even if Cheery was a non-binary dwarf, that would be that would make the metaphor still interesting, right? Because there's if, still some if, gender trans thing right. going on. So probably the reason why they did that was for budgetary concerns because trying to do the scaling and of higher. I mean, it, higher yeah, a, yeah, a, a person of uh, like a, a short person, yeah. uh, a little person. Yeah. Little person. Um, That's yeah. probably not the right term. Tell us what the right no, term is. I, at Podcasting at Um, someone with dwarfism. The th- yeah. point is, is that, um, I mean, it already looked not great when they made um, Sybil uh, Vimes' wife and also a major representation of Ankh-Morkport and thus English aristocracy, Skinny, which yeah. was she not was, great. She's always supposed to be kind of... Big, and not just yeah. big, yeah. that's a major positive, positive part of her character, yeah. is that she is not treated... As a fantasy waif sort right. of and person, also, no her. one treats her differently because she's right. right. She's larger, and they've changed her character to from the um, like aristocratic lady to like vigilante who sets people on fire. Like and she I'm might like, have very magic. Confused about that. I mean, she has dragons. Yeah, I, yeah, and it, it's. I mean, part <laughs> of me like wants to be like maybe it's being misreported, but now that I know. Now, on, the day, on the day the pictures came out, Rihanna Pratchett shared an article that um, Ursula K. Le Guin had written uh-huh. about the process of the Earthsea novels being turned into a terrible TV series that was nothing like her books. Yeah, She shared that article without comment, which makes me think that she's heard some stuff and she's not happy with it. Yeah, and I'm I went from being like really looking forward to this to now like, oh no, this isn't yeah. good. Now there's a chance it 
will be amazing despite all of that. Right. In many, and I don't want to write it off. People at the who I, I, loved um, uh, the the Dresden Files tend not to like the show, but I think for what it is, the show's awesome. And also, I really if like you that told show. Me this time two years ago that um, one of the best TV shows in 2019 would have been a. Uh, uh, sequel to Watch a sequel to Watchmen from the guy who wrote. Lost. Oh my god! Like, right? I haven't like, watched it. I haven't watched the first episode, but like that that shouldn't have happened, and it we, did. So we will get deeper into Watchmen. I just need to get my hands on some, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, you need to get your hands on some Watchmen. I hear the comedian can help you with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was oh no! Oh no! Oh, that went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went way darker than I meant it to. Mm-hmm. You need to apologize. I was, I'm so sorry. That's not good, Mike. I'm so sorry. That was meant to be a joke about him beating up other superheroes. Not, right. Not everything oh, else he did. Oh, fuck. Um, like with most Alan so, Moore stories, this one's going to have a uh, trigger uh, content warning. Yeah. yeah. And Alan Moore will complain about it, but no one will know because his beard covers everything he says. <laughs> You know, you know that he started his own snake cult that he calls bullshit but he's like yeah i started my own snake cult it's all bullshit but i love it i, I feel like Elrond Hubbard this. did the same thing mm, he didn't say it was bullshit he should have <laughs> oh my god the scientologists are outside the window right now oh no <laughs> it, scientology actually was the product of a bet anyways yeah uh, <laughs> oh we know um, so, as we were saying, there are a lot of um, a lot of trepidation for this upcoming show. Like, I'm really into the style, not pleased with anything I've seen from the writing. Yeah, I mean, we don't know anything about the writing, but what we've heard about rumors and, like, what we've seen. You know, some of the casting stuff, again, like, uh, they made Veterinaria Woman. That's a cool idea. Yeah, like and also makes every sense for... Discworld, yeah. which was absolutely about breaking down gender yeah. assumptions and fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, so they made Sybil Black really cool, considering she is a metaphor for the aristocracy. Makes a more interesting statement there with English, Eng, uh, England's current uh, problems with racism. Uh-huh. Like yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> like there are some changes they made. They're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Cheery being a human is not one of them. Yeah. Well, especially since it is kind of like a big part of her character where right. everyone always misgenders her, but yet she, even though she presents in a certain way that people make assumptions, she mm-hmm. is very feminine right. and like wants to be seen as feminine, but yet culturally she's not going to shave her beard. No, no of course. And like, she's not getting rid of this axe. Yeah. yeah. Like. You know, like she's going to be herself and it's about like... Yeah doing that that no matter how you present you are who you are exactly you know and like so that that is yeah pretty disappointing i i have a feeling it was probably just a thought of it's a lot of money to do the scaling of a full size just hire right someone who's uh small yeah now is carrot six foot four yeah carrot actually looks exactly carrot looks perfect (laughs) uh and while i would not necessarily honestly i was gonna say he doesn't look as scraggly survived from like the lower class as i'd expect but he also looks kind of what i would imagine an artist drawing him to be so an artist drawing him a little hotter than he probably should look like it, he yes. looks like he looks like a painting Sybil would have commissioned of Chef of Vimes. He looks like Vimes. Yeah, he <laughs> looks like Vimes' uh, ancestor who killed the king and is based off of Oliver yeah, yeah, Cromwell. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's somewhat disappointing news. Um, but uh, I know what will cheer you up, Jairus. What's that? Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geese podcast. Jairus, uh, if they want to email us, how can they do that? Email us at A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geese podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, and do send us emails, please, because we will read them on the air because we do love you. Um, and please, if you were enjoying the show, um, we've seen... There's been actually quite a few of you downloading it since we came back. Thank you. Uh, I was very, very pleased to see that. Thank you very much. Uh, great, grateful. Very, very grateful. Um, if you're enjoying the show and you want more people to experience 
the Ace and Heats podcast, like you do in your life, uh, then please, please go to um, iTunes, or sorry, it's Apple Podcasts now. Mm. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're and on just talk leave us show. a review. You know, you don't have to give us a five-star review, but if you don't, you're a bad person. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ethically don't, don't speaking, that is true. That's true, yeah. yeah no, that's no. true. That's I've true. read that's that nice. report. Yeah, Chidi yeah. wrote Chidi that. wrote that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and meanwhile, Chidi's like, no, oh, I No, I didn't do that. Uh, um, you can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks. Uh, Facebook, just search for the Ace of Geeks. You'll find us. Um, and uh, the podcast, you know how it's available because you're listening to it. Yeah. But we're on all of your favorite podcast uh, services. Friend Tell us on Facebook because... I share some real hot memes. Darius does share the hottest of memes. I do love those the hot memes. The shit posting is strong. Yeah. Oh, I'm a great shit poster. You are. You are. It's just mm, chef mm, The best. Also, our theme song is by Kessel Run, but they don't exist anymore, so... Uh, we still love them, and we're very grateful. Their other bands are great. You should listen to them. Jairus, what other bands are they in? Uh, all I know is Mystic Priestess. Okay, listen to Mystic Priestess. Check great. the show notes for the yeah. other bands. Sure. We I'll promised that. that. Mike promised that last time. <laughs> we're not doing it. Nerd on, my friends, nerd on. Keep it up and we can rule the world. Whatever you love, it's not wrong. There's power in your fandom. Keep strong, nerd on.